All right, welcome back. Episode two of the Threads and Dreads podcast series, dude. Interviews. Um, thank you, Sean. I'm sorry. Uh, honestly, we've. I feel like we've been on a roll. We had Terry on the first one, killed it, and now today in the studio, I mean, just one of the the best guys I know. Just a, a truly amazing human being, talented, talented artist. It's the one, the only, Peach Curls. Oh my gosh! Thank you. That's you know, I try and give a little, a nice little intro. That's honestly the best intro ever. I was trying to think because the first time, where did we first meet? I want to say, damn, I, we've, the last time we saw each other was probably at May Halls. No, the last time we saw each other was Fourth of July. Oh, very vividly remember that because it was the fourth was the f- it was crazy. That was a wild because uh, we were over at Vince's, weren't we? Whatever rooftop thing, it was, oh, a, it that, was on top of a roof. I do remember that. That yeah. was over. That was over at Matt's spot where I almost was killed that night. What? <laughs> well, so I get. I'm already pretty drunk. Okay. I get the address. Give the address to Uber. Oh, you told me this. Story. So where the building's at is on a corner, and Matt gives me the address for just like way off into nowhere. I'm not paying attention. The dude's like, "All right, we're here, man." And just drops me off. I'm just in the middle of like the dead end on like in a project. <laughs> I'm pretty drunk, and I'm just, like, walking around. I'm honestly surprised you got (laughs) there, bro. And I call Matt, and I was like, dude, what's the deal? And he's like, let me see where you're at. So he types me, and he's like, yeah, dude, you got to get an Uber as fast as you can. And I was like, (laughs) okay, well, that's not how Ubers work. It's not like as fast as I can. (laughs) I'm not flagging him. So then when I finally get this Uber, same exact guy, and he literally goes, oh, you done already? And I was like, I wasn't doing a drug deal. You dropped me off at the wrong place, dude. Like, Amen. Just assumed I was doing something completely nefarious at the best. And was just like, yeah, whatever. It's already done. It's yeah, come fine. on. I, let's, where you need to go now. Yeah, and then I was like, I need you to take me to where I'm really supposed to go. And he's like, oh, that makes a ton more sense. Because, yeah, you're in, like, nowhere. And shame on him, though, for not being like, hey, bro, you sure this is where you want to be at? That's what I'm saying. And I guess it was on me that I'd been there a bunch of times, but that rooftop, beautiful. It was great. I love, yeah, that was 4th of July. Yeah. Damn, I was, for some reason I thought it was last New Year's. No, but I mean, everything is just blurred together. I, everything with. It makes, nothing makes any sense anymore. I feel like time is just completely, we're all in Prince's universe now where time doesn't Honestly, matter. Honestly, it's weird, bro. I have I be having to remind myself like it's crazy that today is Monday. I had to remind myself that. Yo, it's fucking Monday. Terry was on here uh the other week telling us about things from like specifically. He's like, "Oh, it was about 6 months ago or it was about a year ago." And I'm like, "I could not even gauge time like that." Yeah. <laughs> I do not know the difference between I feel like 5 years ago and 2 weeks I ago. I was just saying that anything after 2012 is like blurred all 2015 like, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's 2012 then it's 2015 for like six years then it's 2021 or 2020 and then 2021 i 
I love seeing a good meme that has a date stamp for a song, and then I hear the song, and I was like, I'm pretty sure Call Me Maybe is still new. I'm pretty sure it's it's still, that thing's still charting right now. I had that same thought about Marvin Gaye and Chardonnay the other day. Dude, bro. okay. Like, I, this, it just came out, man. I'm pretty sure. I What? Big Sean's still on. Didn't he just drop something? He just dropped the album. And it was... Didn't people? It was like well received. I thought I he mean, had. A, it was like Big Sean received. No disrespect, but I, like people be sleeping <laughs> on Big Sean. You know what I'm saying? I, like Big Sean just oh, is very like one tonal though to me sometimes. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like at least when I remember him being, and this could have just been all of his like popper songs that picked. But you're just like, dude, this is all the same. Yeah, big, uh, this is the thing about Big Sean. <laughs> he's like he's like okay, okay. Big Sean is. The Clay Thompson of the rap game. You know that what I'm saying? That is amazing. He's good, but who fucking cares? Who cares? You know what I'm saying? That's like he's great, but I'm not. Damn, this is crazy. Because soon that I'm is such have, a like, good. That makes so much sense though, especially yeah. on being from good music and having like your other big players there. Yeah. Big Sean's like I don't know. We he, got this yeah, guy. He's pretty yeah, fucking he's good, good, right? <laughs> They're like, yeah, dude, don't put him on any of the like promo work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't put him on none of the posters. But he's we, he's good. He, I mean, he is like that's, that's what I want to lead with. Because if this nigga ever hear this shit, be like, yeah, hey, like, yo, fuck. I know this what you were saying. No, nah, he good, but he just not LeBron. You know, uh, I agree. I just he had songs that hit, like he had Marvin Gaye and Chardonnay. Ass. At, Big thing with those, both those songs are super heavy sample songs, too. Yeah. So they're just like... I mean, like, all his shit. Uh, the I Don't Fuck With You is a super heavy sample. Yeah. Uh, just songs, though, where it's like, when you hear it, even if you're not aware, it's like the biggest part of like every song. They're just like, oh, yeah, what is this song? Because that's how people start hearing about that shit is like... I feel like better, not production, but on a lot of other songs, it's like more like in the cut like grooves that people are going for and mm. like not something that you're just immediately like oh it's Eleanor Rigby but not also did you so first of all Eleanor Rigby did Bong you know song? the song song was dude we just that wa- shit is crazy I in, did not know that insane that's crazy and once you like kind of start hearing it though you're like oh yeah, yeah 100% and he changed it obviously but still but I was gonna say um like Pop songs, top 40 songs and shit, even rap songs, they be sampling like, they sample shit that it's like, damn, the song only is popular because of the sample. Like, the one girl that's sampling uh, the Nelly, like the Bust It Challenge shit. I mean, that song's not that old to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not, and I think the... It it did, but now it's like, I don't know. I don't mean to cut you. My thing is like this. Cause it's hard to have this conversation without sounding like mad or like shitty. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, damn, bro, like you gonna sample the hook of a song that was a smash hit. Oh, that agreed. I think there was an there's an art to digging in crates and finding songs and samples and beats and stuff from yeah. things that people who do that and have spent a lot of time cultivating and like curating all this like musical library when someone just goes and does like fucking hot in here is like their sample and you're like that's already a sampled song yeah yeah it's not even like it's just like literally they probably just looped it looped it paid someone off and was like here we go now we got it 
And Nelly's like, all right, fuck it, it's a check. Yeah. And Nelly doesn't care. He don't give a fuck. Nelly don't give a what fuck. What is is Nelly still? The last time I saw Nelly was on Real Husbands of Hollywood. That's probably the last time I saw him too. I was, also, uh, speaking of Nelly, when the last time you listened to that Nelly Garth Brooks collab? Whoa. <laughs> I haven't listened to that. Was it Garth Brooks or Tim McGraw? And it's all in my head. Oh, damn. I think that's that what Tim McGraw that? Nelly song. Who did a song with Garth Brooks? Was it LL Cool J? It, I don't know. Garth Brooks is an insane human being. <laughs> Garth Brooks has was became Chris Gaines at one point. He put a wig on mm-hmm. and insisted he was from Australia. And then he came up. It not only that, match. he also had a f- super fucked up backstory for Chris Gaines. That has, like, both his parents dying in a car crash during, like, a storm. It's written like a child who has just watched a bunch of, like, detective noir-like <laughs> movies. But it's still just horribly done that you're like, all right, man, we get it. You're uh, you're insane. Hold on. I'm trying to find this uh, L.O. Because it's all in my head. And I think about it. Okay. So, I guess <laughs> it's a, they both have songs with a Garth Brooks type. Right, LL okay. Cool J has a song with Brad Paisley called "Accidental Racist." Oh, mm-hmm. no, no, this is a. Whoa. This is a. Hold on. What is? That? <laughs> yeah, there's so much to just that song title. <laughs> This is 2013. This is 2013. This song came out. "Accidental Racist." They was ahead of the curve. Oh my low God. key. I just like. I, I want to know who like came up with the name on it. And probably, who? honestly, probably LL Cool J. That I was gonna say that would be because Brad Paisley was probably. I'm not fucking touching that shit. Yeah, not, like, like, <laughs> that's touchy, oh, man. How's, what's the sale on that? To be like, all right, Brad, I got an idea. It's a song called "Accidental Racist," and I think I'm gonna try and get you. <laughs> Bro, one of the lines in the song is, "If you forgive me for no, I'll forgive you for the iron chains. If you forgive me for my gold chains." <laughs> Said by LL Cool J. What the no. fuck? Who okayed that? It's, Who greenlit that? It's like, it, I have a physical reaction to just hearing What does that even mean? Like, honestly, what does that even mean? Uh, I'm gonna forget you. I'm gonna forgive you for the iron chains if you forgive me for the gold chains. And then they were just like, "LL, we're gonna ship you back to NCIS <laughs> Los Angeles, like, let's, let's, but let's, you're going back with let's get Robin you back on TV, from man. the Batman movie." Like, not like rapper being too flashy and it, leaving the fuck alone. It's it's just such a It's just such a badly worded thing. It's everything in that song. Well, I could imagine would be the most. That has to be one of the most cringy songs. It's a, ter- it's a terrible song. Wow, I get a chance. I was gonna say, yeah. What other? Uh, what have you been up to? You been doing any music? Any music stuff lately? Uh, yeah, I'm about to put out some songs next month. Ooh. Just, just three little. Uh, it's a snack pack kind of thing. Okay. Did you do any uh, of like the Zoom type stuff? Recording wise. Well, either like performing wise oh, or. No. Because I was going to say, I've heard some mixed reviews on people doing the Zoom or, like, streaming concert stuff. I was, like, about to get into the Zoom stream concert game. But then I was like, man, it's... At the time when it came out, it was not really any way to do it that sounded good. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And if it's... I'm performing in my bedroom, so there's not a lot of visual. So it's all about the sound. That you want to like have 
play or be the main star of it, yeah. which you want him to be the main star of anyways. But, again, being in a bedroom, it's the same way of just being somewhere that's not. Like, Sean is also in a band, shout mm-hmm. out. Um, and they did a stream, but they were able to do it at Winchester. Right. So they, so they were it, able right. to be on the stage and stuff. Exactly. And even then, they said, was it Facebook stream kind of had a little glitchy glitch or YouTube streaming? All those things are still like glitchy. Yeah. And it's just all very dependent on like Wi Fi and like having a strong internet connection and shit. And it's like once that stuff starts glitching, I feel like there's points where it's just. You have to push through, but mm-hmm. it's so frustrating because you almost don't know what's going on, and you're like, "Fuck!" You just gotta keep playing. Yeah, you're like, because now if you stop, the whole thing's just—it's like we it's might as well just off. unplug everything. Yeah, but it's like you also don't know if it's even working at that point. <laughs> yeah, the audio yeah. Is working. That's all we care about. yeah. The which video is all fucked up, though. as long yeah, as the audio. Great. Yeah, so that's the only reason we kept doing it. <laughs> and that's the, so like I I was about to do that, and then. I kind of decided not to, but I at the time when the pandemic first jumped off, I was finishing up my album that I had put out in October. Okay. So I had that. I knew I had that in a can. And then... Uh, so I that, that almost worked. The timing of that, at least you were like, all right, cool. At least I can like drop this, yeah. promote it. But then it's also like you can't do shows to promote, which is a bummer. Which, But it was kind of a blessing, though, because... Um, people wanted to support even more. This I, it was like at a perfect time. Okay. And I dropped the shit on Bandcamp like before I dropped it on all the other everything else. And I was like, y'all could pre-order it, and if y'all pre-order it, you get like a f- single or like a free song, free something else on it. Yeah. Boom. And people was pre-ordering the album for like double what it costs. Dude, that's so fucking. It was crazy. I'm like, damn, I made more money off Bandcamp than I have ever made in my entire on career on other... any other shit, bro. Damn, shout yeah. out, Bandcamp. And there's days where you get to keep all of it. All the money. I was going to say, honestly, my only prior knowledge of Bandcamp was I honestly viewed it as SoundCloud was like Bandcamp, or what is it? Bandcamp? Bandcamp. Bandcamp is to rock, to like, musician musicians what to, soundcloud, what, is, SoundCloud to is to rappers yeah yeah it's kind kind of but, <laughs> but with, it seems it sounds way more legit it, it's, i was gonna say like, make, like soundcloud you make about the same amount of money you would make on spotify or itunes or whatever okay Bandcamp, you can make if if somebody buy your shit for nine dollars on Bandcamp, you get like seven dollars okay so yeah you're actually getting like full amounts of yeah. like there's days where you get the full, the full nine dollar really? yeah that's yeah. This weekend, it's 100% profit. Mm-hmm. That's a sick deal for that. I mean, and it's, they're probably making money hand over fist. <clears throat> it probably doesn't cost a fuck ton of money to run like the band camp, like Mm-mm. servers and shit. And then they also, they uh, do like printing services and shit. You can do merch through them. Oh, really? It's like legit. It's supposed to be your virtual store. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say, so it is, it's, Definitely above a SoundCloud, then. Oh, yeah. to me, SoundCloud is almost... Far superior to SoundCloud. SoundCloud is just like anyone can drop anything. But SoundCloud is necessary, though. Oh, 100%. I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like SoundCloud got a raw deal because we kind of, um, like, amalgamized all of our social media. Yeah. I feel like 
music lovers don't really have their own social media that's like popping where you could just like remember back in the day when blogs was popping uh, for sure and we used to like if you didn't know what was the new blogs, shit blogs and forums were both just like crazy huge things i mean there were times you'd be on hype beast forums back in the day and it was like big sean like commenting yeah. on stuff like it was people that you're like Oh yeah, it's like a huge celebrity. Yeah, most people just... who got most people who got like that's our age who got um, big followers like famous followers and shit. Yeah. They got it from the blog days, from blog days and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Vashti Cole followed me and, on Twitter back in the day. Like, and I was gonna say I really don't know any like music blogs that I follow anymore. You know what I mean? Because they're all kind of it's all kind of everything is everybody's business model is moved towards Instagram and towards 100%. like analytics like that, which I kind of get because the traffic is so crazy, but it kind of waters down the whole reason that blogs exist. Cause you can get, instead of getting your news from what was, what was some dope shit? We said two dope boys or, do dude, or fucking say, ill roots or something. Instead I mean, of, you know, any places like that, it's like, even for a minute, it's like I'm on hype. So just switch over to hype music and they have all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, even I think in audio we trust at one point, and you were going on those and just being like, perfect. Now I know all this new yeah. music that's underground dropping. shit. Like, and yeah, you're able to find bands or like artists that you're just like, holy fuck, dude, no one knows about this. Or and you're it's hearing a, about and songs. And it's the craziest shit you ever heard. Like, you're hearing about songs that are dropping. Like, oh, this dropped today, mm -hmm. and. You're like playing it, and people are like, "What the fuck is this?" And you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be huge." Yeah. And then three months later, every party, you just hear it from the fucking street to be like, "Oh yeah, that's that song I said was gonna be fucking." I think the huge. last time I remember that happening, it was two two artists. It was around the same time. The last two artists I remember it when it was like niggas heard it and it was like, "Who the fuck?" ASAP Rocky Peso. For I remember sure. I heard that shit like summer of like I want to say 2010 or something. I feel like I might know. From What's the what's your second one? Uh uh The Weekend. Oh, okay. The Weekend, the first one. What was the first one called? Um Um Shit, not House of Balloons. Was it House of Balloons? It might have been That sounds right. The one with all that money, the money is that one on Dude, there. yeah. Though I heard that shit and niggas was like, What the fuck is this? I'm like, bro, he about to be one of the biggest artists in the game. I felt the same way <laughs> and it was probably just because I was at Ken at the time, so it's just like not a lot of people listening to it, but when Tyler first started coming out, yeah, and we were watching like the early, the early videos. I forget what the fucking song is called, and it might even be an Earl song. Yeah, it was definitely there Earl. Was the one song, the one video where they're like throwing everything in the fucking the drugs, blender, the, all and the they, drugs yeah, and shit, and then yeah. they just start like bleeding and everything. And we're like, we'd be watching it in my room. People are like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, <laughs> they about to, it's they, sick, yeah. dude. Like, what are you talking about? Or the hot ass beat clap oh, shit. Oh, dude. Remember that video, hot ass beat clap? No, which one was it that? It was like, it was a funny video. Tyler and Earl was like making a beat. And the beat was literally hot ass beat clap. Oh, hot I, ass <laughs> beat clap. Hot ass beat clap. And then they also just have so much fun, I feel like. Yeah, Lord of Squad music, and shit. That's what, that's what drew a lot of people in. Because now, I feel like they helped make, even elevate skateboarding. Like, in, they're a footnote in skateboarding history. Yeah. Just in, like, popularity because now all these people who were never going to skate have been skating for, like, five years because they were like, 
Tyler the Creator wears Vans, and I wanted to wear Vans, and then he was skateboarding, and I mean, you got to and think, those dudes skated. There was a cultural shift yeah, Tyler was Tyler was like the second coming of Pharrell, like a hundred percent. Because Pharrell was for art. I mean, I don't want to talk about like we old and shit, but like we are that ten ge- years older. That generation than, you know is what I mean? definitely Pharrell Williams Pharrell, was. Isn't Pharrell like 50 yeah, Pharrell <laughs> is like twenty years older than we are. Yeah, because <laughs> I was gonna say I remember when. But there were songs that when Pharrell was like just everywhere. Pharrell's a nursing home, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, Pharrell, Pharrell still looks this like he's, he's skin 20, is 24 years old, dude. <laughs> this dude gets ID'd at bars. Like, what the fuck? For a pack of smokes. They're like, how we gotta make he, sure you're 18, dude. How does he, how, how does he, but I don't he understand was, it. Man. He was like ripping. And then, yeah, I feel like Tyler came in and it was just the Tyler era of, because mm-hmm. him and, him and ASAP Rocky are like good ass fucking yeah. homies too, yeah. and they're just the perfect East Coast West Coast opposites of each other. Yep. Like even the whole mob versus like the Odd Future gang, like back in that day, was definitely all that same way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I definitely like. It was a wild. That era of like rap was just like. The perfect time to me because like, you I had Tyler, that. you had Little B, you had Space Ghost Perp. Remember him? Yeah, fucking, it was a lot of shit going on. Chief Keef was like doing it. It was a lot going on at the time. It was, was a, a very football time, and I guess it's happening now too. But like I was saying, because we don't have the blogs and shit, it's like a different kids or younger people. They res- they consume it in a more inundated kind of way because they're not only getting the music shit but they're getting also advertised too and now they have like algorithms where you just exist in this own your own information bubble like that's mine doesn't look like yours doesn't look like yours so we can you know it's crazy instagram and all these apps too are just showing you what they want you to see basically where it's like yeah the the way it's all getting like sent to us is like cool maybe you might get some music stuff but it's like yeah this you're not getting anything else it's like yeah. i have all this shit about like hockey on my fucking um time or on my instagram discover page i'm like i don't even play hockey yeah i like all these weird memes about like girls being hockey sluts and i'm just <laughs> like i don't get i was like what is happening what is, i've <laughs> never talked about this it's just memes of girls going uh I'm, that's yeah someone's like whispering in my phone the one just the one goes it's a, a girl that says she's gonna go dress as a hockey puck for halloween so the whole team can pass her around and i'm just like dude this is this like a t-shirt no it's just memes on instagram that is and i'm funny. like because i'll go, go on speci- I, I love the fact that we could get such specific memes it's hockey slut me that's what i'm saying like, what the fuck like, it's i just i've never really made a meme and I just always wonder, like, where they come from. Like, I love the mystery of it to me. <laughs> like, I don't know who makes a meme. It's just, like, it's there one day. And you're and like, it's the funniest this is you've beautiful. Ever seen. Yeah. That's, like, a job. It's pop culture. I mean, it's not even pop culture anymore. It's, like, the zeitgeist. It's it, culture. It's, like, how it's like a part of comedy now. Jerry and Shithead Steve are two big ones. They, it's not just one person. It's rooms. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's definitely. Yeah, for sure. Well, for sure. that, the Fuck Jerry people who blew up originally... They were probably one of the earlier ones that got like popular, yeah. like a popular brand name almost. Mm-hmm. They were involved in that fucking Firefest shit. Oh yeah, they, they were, were doing all the promo for Firefest. <laughs> they were, dude. So it's this rapper in the UK named Footsie. Okay, 
I'm lo- trying to look up his Instagram, right? Clearly, I can't find Footsie's Instagram. It's just feet everywhere. Yeah. 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 And then, like, for months, dog, oh. my Explore page was feet for that- months. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, this is one girl. I know feet culture on Instagram. That's this one girl. Yeah. Who fucking, <laughs> I love that, too. I she puts like, makeup. She puts, like, makeup on her feet. So it looks like prosthetics or something. And she'll, like, have, like, one that looks like her foot is, like, cut off. She'll have one that makes oh. her foot look like it's, like, slices of bread. Dude, that, crazy, that bro. lifestyle is so funny to me where I'm f- so aware of so many, like, success successful people and what they're doing. But I'm aware of so many people and so many stupid niche things that I'm like, oh, dude, that's Jay Prehistoric. He owns, <laughs> like, a bunch of fucking... 25 plus foot pythons, man. Like, you never heard of the guy, and you're like, what? No, I've that's never the heard shit of I want. Story. There's some dude who he has a he's big on Instagram, but it's just his daughter just like hanging out with these like 25 foot plus snakes, and she's just like petting them, or they're just like in the pool and stuff. What? Jay what are you Pre- doing? Jay prehistoric. It's not Jay prehistoric. My man Jay is very responsible, I believe. Oh, but get- this dude. Put me on a big snake culture. Man. Oh, dude, it is. First off, hold on, wait, wait, wait. These dudes, big, big snake. Culture. Yeah, <laughs> whisper it all into the phones. Um, the they're showing these fucking like uh, clutches of eggs that they lay, and it's insane. They got to take these snakes off. Clutch of eggs, dude. I, I, they're laying I, like a hundred eggs. A clutch of eggs. Yeah, that's a real thing. They I, I know, no, I know. That's that's the seen, real, that's the scientific. You ever seen uh, Frisky Dingo? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you just lay a clutch of eggs? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows Frisky That's one of my favorite shows ever made. It's so funny. What was like, Frisky Dingo on? Cartoon Why Network, I, Adult Swim. Creators of C Lab and Archer. Frisky Dingo, and then they made Archer. Yeah. It is like Frisky Dingo is a show that every minute on screen there's a punchline literally every minute yeah. it's just that good Dude, it's, it's so, so funny. funny i need to look this it sounds so familiar okay you got hbo max i don't i need to get uh, h because i was gonna I say i need uh i got both seasons on dvd <laughs> i need i need hbo max for the new suicide squad 2 movie oh yeah i heard it was directed by um tim gunn yeah he did uh or james, james gunn. gunn he did <laughs> tim gunn. make it work <laughs> actors make it work the tim gunn version <laughs> it's just like all very flamboyant costume <laughs> uh but no james gunn's about to crush this yeah he's about to kill it man he might turn the dc franchise around man but it's so funny because James well, Gunn. You, you seem skeptical over there. No, James Gunn. Oh, no, I'm still about the Tim Gunn. Oh, Tim Gunn. James <laughs> no, Gunn. I think it's gonna be good. I think it's yeah. gonna be good. James Gunn got fired from Disney for like 45 minutes. <laughs> DC hired them him right away, yeah. and then Marvel was like, "Wait a second, we're not gonna do yeah, that." You know what, here. James? Come on back aboard, bud. Everyone's fine. Yeah. We forgot. We deleted the tweets. Yeah. We found out you can delete them. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> they didn't want that we bag. The they needed that bag, man. It's, Anyone who just is scrolling, if you're finding anyone's tweet from five plus years ago, you're a fucking psycho. Bro, if you found my tweet from two weeks ago, that's what, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, what are you doing? What are y'all doing? It's just so funny because at, at the time, he was working for Troma Entertainment, I'm pretty sure, which is the people that did like Toxic Avenger and all these like fucked up, weird B level horror movie type things. 
And it's like, yeah, they probably had a really fucking weird sense of humor over there. Have you ever, like, all the movies they make are just about kids falling in fucking acid and then other kids getting drunk and hitting kids with cars. Oh, shit, most... I'm not even hit. Dude, Toxic Did Avenger. The Wraith? You ever heard of that movie with Charlie Sheen? The Wraith with Charlie Sheen? No. That's a good B movie. I'm going to be honest, my, my B movie horror knowledge is not it, where I'll it say needs to be. someone got me hip to Toxic Avenger, yeah. and it is just an, an it's about this small town, and the bullies in the small town play this game mm-hmm. where you hit people in cars, and each like person's worth a certain amount of points, depending on like if they're old or a baby, mm-hmm. you know, stuff Fucked like that. Shit, yeah. <laughs> and then they're... It's it's one of those things where they're bullying a kid that you're like, no one's ever bullied someone like this. Mm-hmm. Like this would never happen. Like in, like in a Stephen King movie. Yeah. The way they bully oh, kids in Stephen King. A movie. Stephen King movie is the perfect way to. No one bullies someone like that. Nobody. Like I've seen people get bullied, and I, you're like, there's a line usually, unless it's like a sociopath you're dealing with. And then the, if the line is crossed, somebody so, gonna someone say else steps in. There's always like a bigger person yeah. that's like, hey, I'm ready to actually just jump in yeah. and like de-escalate this entire thing real quick yeah to be like okay now i'll just fight you but um yeah this nerd gets pushed into some secret chemicals and it becomes <laughs> this horribly disfigured monster called the toxic avenger and james gunn directed this yeah it, it wasn't directed by james gunn but it was directed by the company he was working for uh, okay. i don't know if it was at the time but i don't know when yeah i don't know when toxic avenger came out I gotta fuck with it. But it's I'm gonna fuck with it. They used to play it. that 16 bit. You don't ever go there in Lakewood. The video games place. Yeah. Shit. yeah. That was the first place I saw. I'm like, what is this? Like, it's Toxic Avenger. Oh yeah, I'm gonna definitely. Is it like Videodrome? It's. You ever seen Videodrome? I haven't seen Videodrome, but I feel okay, like okay. Videodrome. You know the synopsis of Videodrome, right? Is it? I think isn't it <laughs> James vid- Woods? Okay, James Woods. And it's like Love this, it. like <laughs> it's like this, like videotape circling around with sort of the most fucked up shit on it. And it kind of turns you into it, so okay. it's like a, it's like Dave. Uh, what's it? Is it Cronenberg? David Cronenberg? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that kind of like weird, gory, like yeah. pulsating shit. That's kind of what you know this what is like. I was gonna say, yeah, there. This definitely could have been right up there, Ali. The guy gets run over in RoboCop, and he like fucking explodes. Yeah, yeah. that type of shit. Yeah, yeah, that's it's video definitely game. a lot like that, and it's just like it's almost like a funny movie yeah same it's not with, something yeah. that you're like watching to be like well i'm really analyzing he like this yeah he's like uses a mop and he just like he definitely at one point they're for sure in a taco bell that they can't call taco bell mm-hmm. <laughs> and they definitely like are just throwing people in the deep fryer oh my god oh uh, yeah I just gotta classic watch this. i gotta watch like, this. you gotta watch video drum i gotta watch taco I was just, the hard thing with movies now and i've been so we've been getting rid of a bunch of the vhs we're just mm-hmm. doing them for like a dollar and I've been telling people, I think VHS live in the realm of, like, I get vinyl records if vinyl is, like, a VHS and a CD is just a DVD. Where it's like, I enjoy, like, a VHS more. I feel like if I put a VHS in, I'm going to watch the whole thing. Okay. Like, a DVD or something on Netflix, I'm de- I'm stopping. I'm just going to, like... I'm going to be honest with you. I, I kind of feel you on that. I kind of feel you on that because... It has that... I get the war- like I'm not a huge, hugely aware of the extra parts of music. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like I'm hearing them and I'm enjoying them, but I'm not like I can't pinpoint it. But it's like on a VHS, you're almost like, oh, I get it. 
Yeah. Like, you get the, like, feeling to it. I was watching, so I've been getting into animation a lot mm-hmm. recently. That's another thing I've been doing <clears throat> over the quarantine, like, trying to goddamn just get some visual art popping. Yeah. So I've been doing, you know, frame by, learning how to do frame by frame. I was going to say, I forgot that. Uh, I just right now I just use Procreate. Okay. It's like an iPad program, but you can, you can, uh, you know, set the frame rate, put on onion skinning so you can see each frame before and like kind of reference. It's Dude. proper. I got this book called uh, The Illusion of Life, which is written by like the Disney animators, the original okay. two yeah, of yeah. the original nine Disney animators. Yeah, and they like we're we're up to the nine old men around you know I mean? here. It's like they it's like they codified the whole medium or whatever oh yeah right and then uh this other book by richard williams who did like roger rabbit who also worked at disney and did all that kind of i always forget roger rabbit was like a disney thing yeah yeah. it's amazing i love don bluth all dogs go to heaven is one of my favorite movies (laughs) it's crazy not a kid's movie it's so so dark but i I watched it as a kid so many times there was there was this weird time in the 90s that a lot of almost like more adult animation, not necessarily in like cursing or like nudity or anything, but the themes yeah. were a lot more adult than they, they almost I, I need. feel like they were more sophisticated because I feel like people, I was literally just talking to my sister about this, like animation from like the 30s to the 50s was some of the most groundbreaking shit that yeah. the world has ever seen. But it's also ultra, ultra basic. Yes. Well, I mean, but then when you but, when you start getting into like Looney Tunes and like that's true, that's Bambi true. and Snow White, like they got they it was really the foreground, intense. yeah. And then uh, in like the '60s, '70s, and '80s, 2D animation was trash. It was when they started like in the '80s they was doing it. They was. Yeah, and it was mostly just to sell toys and shit, yeah. like yeah. GI oh, Joes and okay. Transformers. Yeah, because yeah, and a lot create all that that lore to sell the toys. Yeah, that 100. Then the 90s is when the golden era came back. Like animators came back because all of the people that were influenced by the 40s and 50s were now old oh, enough to do to that other stuff. Do other I mean, shit. you definitely see that in a fan or a favorite show here at Threads and Dreads, uh, Batman the Animated Series, though. Crazy. It is all of it done on, like, the black paper, so it's, like, the negative, basically, And that, it. it has that, like, gritty, like, oh kind of... Oh, my God. And then, uh, Gargoyles, um, Ren and Stimpy. It really... Fucking... That is... It's crazy to think that the 90s was that time, just because there wasn't a ton prior to that that was done really really well really well done animation it wasn't it didn't exist but then like the 90s nickelodeon was like hit its stride in the 90s cartoon network started to like uh buy new ips and get stuff so that's like why that. you had like dexter's lab powerpuff girls johnny bravo ed ed Nettie, that shit and then disney they did like lion king was in the 90s um, aladdin aladdin was the 90s that was like that, yeah, oh, yeah that was in the 90s was. and then goofy movie that's what brings me to the whole reason why i even brought this up <laughs> who Dude, who was someone, we someone would just hit me with the quote that was um it what was it? Dude. Someone was like, who's the guy? I'm like it's Powerline, dude. Oh, Powerline. Power <laughs> <laughs> dude, that is crazy. Yeah, Goofy movie is 
so good and so what you were saying about the tactility when you watch like a vhs like you get that like kind of feeling i watched goofy movie very recently and i was like yo it's something about photographing cells one by one that gives you that kind of like grainy the colors aren't as vibrant which grounds it a little bit more but still kind of it, it's it, not as sharp. Yeah, it but it No, it it has the same feeling. What I'm saying is like if you watch Goofy movie and then you watch something like what's another 2D animated movie that came out after that? You watch Goofy movie and then you watch something like uh um I don't know, the regular show movie. Okay. Right? Look at the difference in the colors. The Goofy movie has that kind of like it's like that that It's like a deep and extra like deepness to it. Yeah, it feels it feels real. Yeah. I well, you can even tell Yeah. I was gonna say, I know the last episode that um Cartoon Network ever did that was like traditional. The two it was an Ed Ed and Eddie one. Yeah. And that it's kind of like a famous episode for that reason of being the last one yeah. to ever just be like traditional animation. And it's like yeah. it sucks that that's kind of it's gone now. It's coming back, but though. But I think it is... I think it's... Don Bluth's trying to bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> he never stopped. Man. I was going to say, I think they were talking about bringing back Batman the Animated Series on HBO Max. Yeah. Paul Dini. That would be sick. If they do it the same way. That's... That I, would be I think sick. everyone's alive. I don't know why any of them yeah. wouldn't want to... Kevin Conroy's old, man. I'm, Kevin Conroy played Bat, got to play Batman. He was Batman in... Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was like the crossover <laughs> event for oh, all the CW shows. Like oh, yeah. yeah, yeah shit, cool. that, but that is deep. That's a deep cut right there. Yeah. Those shows have all just gone like dramatically like, downhill. Like Bruce Wayne on Batman Beyond. Old he old kind old. of yeah, yeah. He had a and he had like the leg he brace did. and shit. Oh, yeah, man, that's cool. and I think dog? yeah, his dog's name in Batman Beyond was don't know. I can't. I think it was Fang. Or Fang. It's Fang. Uh, wait, is it Fang or is that the T Rex from? See, my Primal. Only, Have I, you all seen Primal? Have you all seen? I'm very hit or miss with Gen D. I love Dexter's Lab and I love. What was Primal? It's 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 the uh, Dimitri Trotsky did Dexter's Lab and Samurai Jack. Okay. It's his new Hotel Transylvania. Mm. He did. He oh, did. It? Yeah, really? Yeah. I was gonna say Samurai Jack was. One of the ultimate. Did, right. didn't Wait, it you come didn't like back? Primal? You didn't I like Primal? I didn't watch it. I just like, I don't know. I I should watch it. Oh my gosh. Like, it's like beautiful. Jack, I actually like Dexter's Lab more. <laughs> I like. Then Samurai Jack? Me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dexter's Lab is more fun to watch, I guess. And Dexter's Lab has the. the fight scenes in Dexter's Lab are sweet. Crazy. I was going to say, they also have the bootleg Avengers. Oh yeah, the from Action Dexter, League. Now, the Action League. No, that's now. not Action League. Now, it's like Justice League, Justice Friends. Justice, Justice Friends. Action League now is from Kablam. Ka- <laughs> Kablam ripped, dude. Dude, forgot about Kablam. Oh Kablam was a great show, oh, and then show, yeah, there was another bro. show on the. It was like Animaniacs, but it was about like the history of the world or something, hmm. and it was on W like Kids WB, and I've always like hunted for this show. It was Warner Brothers. It was Warner Brothers for sure, oh. and I remember it was like came on like either before or after uh, Animaniacs. It'd be like on super early. I, didn't know what you're about. I, I just remember like it had like Napoleon. Like I would learn like weird history things from that, and just yeah. that's where I would get like most of my knowledge. I just mostly fucked Kids around WB. in school, dude. Kids before WB cable. taught me. Time Squad. I don't remember Time Squad. 
Oh Mark, shit, dude! Mark Hamill does a bunch of voice stuff. Voice stuff, and also now he's back as Luke Skywalker, dude. <laughs> Spoiler. Hey, we could we could talk animation all day. I want to hear about this new album though from October. You said it just came out. Oh yeah, yeah, it came out in October. It's called Meadow. <clears throat> it's like, it's a series of, it's nine songs that I have been working on for like some time, but I wanted to. I felt like I was misrepresented out here musically. That's. I was gonna ask that. How do? Because I've definitely been showing people spreading the good word, uh-huh. and it's like I always feel like I want to be like. I immediately tell them, I'm like, all right, there's two. We're listening to two songs, because there's like there's two different have, versions. There's of two me. like great like styles. Like, is it hard? Do you feel like you get boxed in on like one or the other ever? Um. Yes. So like when I. It took me to leave Cleveland to start like taking rapping seriously because while I was here, I used to be in a band called Thaddeus and a Green back in the day. Okay. And that's what people know me for. And so when I this we disbanded and I was starting to like get in my production and rapping bags, niggas was like, uh, I don't like I mean this is dope, but I just don't like it coming from you because they were so used to You doing like more melodic yeah. and bro, every like people that are respected highly that's would so say this weird. to me and it just made me feel bad so i left cleveland went to new york and while i was there i would like rap for my homies i, I worked at stadium goods in new york okay oh, so yeah. i would like rap for the homies and they'd be like and people tell you, you can't rap what the fuck and so that that gassed me up and so i started dropping the shit y'all are familiar with like east side and please and all of them joints and then uh, i dropped perfume just kind of to remind people that you know you i still... still do that too but up until I dropped this album, Meadow, I felt like there was two versions of me. Mm-hmm. So if I was talking to one group of people about my music, they wanted me for, they liked my stuff for one reason. For one thing. Talk to another group, they liked my stuff for another reason. And then I would like kind of obsessively think like what people's uh, experience was when they Googled me. Yeah. And they'd be like, damn, if somebody got hip to me at a show and then they looked up my music... They would probably be confused and or disappointed because it's completely the shit that I have on the Internet is me. But I, it doesn't reflect any of the other shit. That of the I'm other doing. stuff that you're like also doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I mean, because that's definitely I've definitely just popped on like the anthem and then popped it over to like perfume afterwards mm-hmm. to just be like. Dude, diversity is just in, like it's so crazy to me to just that. have that ability to like. A lot of times when... You showed me both those songs. And I was, I'm like, I love when artists can do different things. I yeah, appreciate and I think that, man. It just Thank having, you. Thank you. Like, being musically inclined is just always ultra-impressive to me. So it's... When you see people who are able to, you know, actually play instruments as well, and, like, stuff I think people are getting more into, you have such a better understanding of music as a whole. Yeah. That it's like, all right, I you understand how things are working more. You just you, don't ac- ju- you can access more things because yeah. you just kind of you It's not just ability because I know some people and I've been trying to like coax a lot of my like super elite musician friends to get more into uh, you know, sort of producing and making music quote unquote in the box, like on your yeah. computer or whatever. And they're kind of reluctant because they don't think that they have the creativity to do so. And it's really just like a shifting of your mindset once you realize that like all of this shit kind of can be presented together if you 
I don't know if you if you know how to use the elements. Yeah, it's like if you know if you know how like the entire car works, you can like make the car. But if yeah. you just know like the brakes, it's like all right, well yeah, you just know like this part, that's fine. Like yeah. and that's really important. We need that. Yeah. But like if you can learn and like figure out all this other parts, then it's like all right, no matter what I'm doing, I get how it affects everything else. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I feel like you're on the big boards with like the 6,000 knobs just like you feel me? T- changing one thing and you're like, oh shit, I didn't know anyone even changed these. Yeah. I thought these just stood stagnant forever. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think you could tell, but someone's like, no, nah, it just needs to be like one more. And you're like, that's fucking amazing. And that so that's what this album was for me. It was like me finally combining everything on, like everything that I do on one project that, you know, I felt like, if somebody wanted to know what I sound like, this is exactly what I sound like. And everything that's outside of like a, like splinters of this album, songs that I put out either before or after, yeah, you can always like use this as a baseline. As yeah, this is kind of like the home, yeah, the home base for it. Yeah, and that's gotta feel nice too, because especially if you were kind of in that weird in between zone of like figuring out how like people's perception and what they're like experiencing mm-hmm. when they like you said when they look you up versus at a show because i've seen mm-hmm. you at shows too and shows are fucking rip thank you thank i mean you. one always jumps to that you've rocked a couple of times always rips thank you then dude just shredding on the guitar i appreciate just, it man and it's like it's definitely not seeing that performance is having that stage presence is so important i think because you see a lot of people and you hear stories about people that just have no fucking stage presence. Or no banter, or no, like, you <laughs> yeah, know, they're, they're not funny. I mean, uh, you don't have to be funny. I mean, yeah, there's... Yeah, yeah, My bad. There's a, um, there's a story about when Barstool first started, mm-hmm. they were just doing concerts and shit, and... Oh, the the uh, blackout parties? Yeah, they were doing blackout parties and shit, and so they did a tour with Sammy Adams, yeah. and that did really well, and he was like, all right, so I got three other people, and it was... Some pretty, it was like Chitty Bang, um, some some DJ. some DJ, and then Mike Posner, mm-hmm. and he's like, dude, Mike Posner had was like a piece of paper on the stage. He just yeah. was nothing. Like, I've never seen someone with less stage presence in my entire life. Yeah, and that <laughs> that does yeah. happen though. Like, if you, um, if you've never been on like a tour when you're like playing every night, it can happen where you just don't fucking want to do it. Yeah, and you just you but, just kind of go through the motion. But I, I, I think this is when Posner was new. Like he just used to recording shit in his bedroom. Yeah, I think he oh. just. I just don't think he had he the live scene. He had never. Like I was talking about that Dominic Spike dude or whatever the fuck his name is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that you found that you're. Have you, you heard of this guy? Yeah, Dominic I'm hip to Fike. Dominic Fike. Yeah, I'm hip to him. I've never. Sean was getting me hip to him. I don't really like him. <laughs> A lot. He. I, mean, I, I, I think he's creative. Like, yeah. I, I like he just makes shit really awkward. And that's like that's shy. like the thing though now, that, man. We with the kids, that. like I, the kids I, are like that, I'm man. With Pat too. I'm like, dude, like it's it's cool to be sad. Everyone yeah. Wants to be sad. Like, act like, oh yeah, like I don't even care about this. Like I just think it's. Crazy. I feel like that just. I think the big problem with that that I've said before too is it's just. Is yeah, he it, is. It's. He's sick. I think it's one thing to tell people like, hey, man, it's it's all right. Like if you're bummed out, it's not like the end of the world. Like everyone's mm-hmm. felt that way, and totally to be supportive of it. But there is a degree that it's almost just getting like hyped up that it's like it's cool. It's really cool well, to is, be this sad. Is, this and is, you're like, there's two things. Thing number one, 
as far as like any musician that kind of gets boxed in or whatever, uh, it's like people, I think we need to stop focusing so much on marketing like or commodifying artists and mark, and we need to focus more on marketing and commodifying the art. Yeah. yeah. Because Agreed. people are dynamic and people can make more than one thing. Like if Tarantino only made movies like Kill Bill, if he only made samurai movies, then he yeah. wouldn't be who he is. Hundred percent. And it's, Scorsese only made like crime movies. He wouldn't be, and I, I mean that is his bread it, and butter. But but no, he I've, also does. Oh, yeah, that's right. it. Definitely. And with the, I don't mean to cut you, but no, with, the, with the sad shit, it's like I think that is. I think that contributes to it because like a lot of times, like artists are so focused on themselves as a brand mm-hmm. that they kind of just don't they kind of don't want to look not cool. They don't want the yeah. internet to hate on them. Because I was watching the Billie Eilish, this new Billie Eilish documentary that came on Apple TV. How was that? She, it was, it's good. It was well done. She, but she's like, she's like so focused on what people will have to say about the way she is. Like, And I think that is a huge problem because the thing that lasts the test of time is not the person. It's the music. It's the, it's the music. It's the art. It's anything that's created. It's, I've said it before on this show for sure that people like Picasso and all these like famous painters from back in the day, dickheads. Complete assholes. Vincent van Gogh is an asshole. That's what, like, this motherfucker <laughs> cut his ear off. Yeah. And sent it to a bitch. Like, uh, like on some, and it, but we, we don't remember, like, we remember the paint them for paintings that you're like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit is so good. And yeah, I think separating, separating that is so key. It's so to, key. Like, it seems so weird that everyone's just so focused on who the person is now. But he's because, also saying, like, and this every artist struggles with this. You're worried about what the fans are going to think. So at that point, you stop making music for yourself because I think it's cool. It's, oh, because I think this will sell, or I think. Yeah. Well, how they're gonna judge it. Yeah. At Weren't one point, people saying she was a the, plant at one point too. I, I, and that's still like up for debate because I don't understand how you know what I mean. But I don't, uh, you know, I'm not going to take nothing away from nobody. Yeah. Who, no. No. She's but, someone like an industry plant. Someone like, said she was an industry plant. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Like I don't really. Can I get the disco. Uh, fucking uh, Kings of Leon. All these bands were like made in a laboratory, dude. Like they have really? some camaraderie and talent and musical prowess, but a lot of them are just. Manufacture. It's dude. you know what's funny though. It, uh, business. I, that's what I was about to say. I think that that's my point. Like marketing the artist, there has to be obviously some degree of you know you have to be enticed by the artist. But I think to I don't know, man. I think like the whole boxing in thing so frustrating because what if a motherfucker came out and said the same three sentences every day? Yeah. Or whatever, or what if you know what I mean? Or like, what it, if I wore the same outfit every day? Or it, like, it also no. There's so many discographies of people from the past too that have albums in there that you're like, oh, this one Princess, sucks. Thirty nine records. Yeah, on, man. you know what I mean? Like, there's they're just all great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's but it's kind of that turbulence that makes the next record that is the best, like your all time favorite, to be your all time favorite because you're like. Oh, he came back. He's coming off a hard album. He didn't do so great. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. it adds more story to the person than just giving them this boxed in mentality of like, all right, I'm just gonna make these songs that like I know 
are almost manufactured to be hits. And I think what's even better is when that pivot works. Like when when Stevie Wonder went from, you know, playing just like the typical Motown tunes to like playing like super sophisticated yeah. songs, but they were pop songs. Marvin Gaye it, too. Like Yeah, being able to pivot like that and I feel like now maybe do you think is it scarier to do that now though? Yes. To do a hard pivot because, like that. And that's like not to sound like one of these people, but it's because we are so focused on newness. I think novelty is like mm-hmm. a huge focus now. Oh, 100%. And, I, and I also think that like personal shit is too much of a focus. Like everybody is. I was on TikTok the other day and I'm scrolling TikTok and I'm like, damn, like everybody is like clawing for attention yeah like for i have six t- podcast shows dude you don't, you're preaching to the choir baby i know all about it <laughs> i mean i'm, I'm an artist i'm a perform- yeah. i'm a performer so i'm an attention whore too but i but i feel like there's a time and place or, like agree. there's a time to cut it off like it, there's also stuff that doesn't need to tiktok's a great example of it where there's these weird sub tiktok genres of divorce tiktok where it's just a dude being like she left me today and now i'm heartbroken and it's like real dudes who have been just got divorced literally actually and just got you divorced pulled your fucking phone out to yeah it's just and people are watching these things yeah. and all these people see is i i have a hundred thousand watches on this yeah. and it's like you just see a number that could correlate with absolutely nothing mm-hmm. that honestly if tiktok really chose to could be like check it out you have a million views yeah we just al- algorithm it <laughs> like we just fucking made it happen check it out you got a million it, um yeah i think it's just crazy how the internet just is almost for as broad as it has made things it's almost like box things in mm-hmm. to a crazier proportion yeah which again which is why this you know the way I've like have been working and what the stuff I've been working on has been so exciting because I feel just like I don't give a fuck about that shit anymore. And I just want to make shit that represents me, which is another reason why I've been getting into the animation shit and producing more and, my next shit that I'm coming out with, not this little snack pack I'm about to drop in April. I was gonna say, so snack pack coming in April. Though. Yeah, it's called. It's Hell just two. Yeah. It's two songs. They're bangers. I'm gonna let y'all hear them after this. Hell yeah! And then sneak preview. I'm dropping an album though. Okay. It's like eleven songs. It's like, not to get super dark or whatever, but I recently just lost my dad in October, like two weeks before I put Meadow out. My dad passed away. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Cancer. You know how that shit goes. But, like, this is the first. My dad is kind of the person who I used to, because he used to have a record label and all that. And he's, like, super tapped in musically, super supportive, whatever. So I used to send my dad all my music to just, like, have him say hot or not. You know what I'm saying? So this is kind of the first thing that I've made that I haven't ran by my dad first, which is Okay. A crazy feeling, but it's also like I can like honestly say that I'm like relying on a lot more of my instincts. I'm a lot more confident these days with the shit that I'm making. So this next shit I'm coming with is about to be the super bro, duper. It's about to be so crazy, bro. Damn. Well, I'm 
I'm excited about all of this. So we got April. We April got two, 2nd, yeah. two little heaters coming our way. Mm-hmm. Then, when did you say? Summertime? Summertime. I'm, tr- I'm in the process of tracking vocals for this album. It's all, all produced by me. Pretty much everything I put out is 100% produced by me in my bedroom. Strong um, flex. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, computer, shout out to the internet for that, though. Yeah, you I mean, me? it makes it possible to be able to do all that. And, like, yeah. if yeah. once... It's the same way about learning that whole car. It's like, yeah, once you know how it all works, you're like, why not just make this myself? Just do it yourself. Sounds like, it, you know. Especially for beats, you used to have, a, have to have a room full of machines and drum machines. And all Facts. Now, now it's got one computer and a keyboard. <laughs> it's crazy. So, um, yeah, that's coming. All produced by me. Uh, I'm tracking the vocals for it now. I want to be done with vocals by, by like April and send it out to get mixed. Hopefully put it out by August, maybe September. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Dude, that's super exciting. Quite, that's quite as kept me. Uh, you can't catch me on Hulu. Uh, yeah, I did a vo- I voice acted for this. Me and my cousin. My cousin's an animator. He's a 3D animator. Yeah. Okay. And we did a sh- we did like a cartoon short that was on the show Cake. No cake. That sounds on FX. On FX, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we did a. You know, they would have, like, an animator do three segments in the show. Oh, we did fuck one of yeah, those, dude. And now the standalone segment is on Hulu. Hulu? Yeah, you can watch it. It's called What's it called? Daytime Noir. And that's the name of, like, the episode? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I did all the voices on that Go. joint. That voice acting. Super fun. That's, I'm telling you, once I learn this animation shit, I might... Music might only be something I do... The side hustle. Or just, like, something I do... It, incorporated in my animations like oh yeah i to be really want to be an animator bro like dude that's really that's awesome. fucking sick yeah so. well definitely go watch cake on hulu go listen to all peach curls where where can they listen uh hey if y'all want me to eat band camp listen <laughs> on band camp. camp you feel me purchase the songs but uh, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, All Peach Curls, ones. one word, spelled correctly. <laughs> uh, that makes it so much easier when it's not just like an insane spelling. <laughs> yeah, it's no. not some weird like phonetic spelling. That, yeah, like P-E-E. Or everyone just puts like V's and X's in their names no. too now and you're just like, what? People that spell shit with no vowels? Yeah, another good one. But also, my SEO is pretty strong. Peach Curls is a pretty unique name, so I, I didn't oh, have to I spell love, it weird. I was going to say, that, that's what I like about it though. It's... It's a very just like, I fucking get it. I just like it. <laughs> like, there's something nice about the name. It's, it sounds delicious. It, it really does. Uh, at Peach Curls, everything is Peach Curls. One word spelled correctly. Boom. Well, thank you, man, so much for coming on today. Thank um, you. You know, always welcome back, dude. We always have good conversations. Yeah. Um, we're also doing our Patreon now, which is Patreon uh, Threads and Dreads patreon.com backslash threads and dreads go check that out we're gonna get some more new episodes on there but if you ever want to come on and do a little patreon episode or maybe we can even do on cartoons i would be super fucking down for that i'm hella down um yeah we'll definitely get some more of that stuff rocking for us go follow us on instagram at threads and dreads pod uh we are on spotify threads and dreads podcast uh shout out fuego fermentations our dude is making some of the best 
local hot sauces in Cleveland. What? My dude's got mango scotch bonnet. He's got this flame and barbecue. Super hard. But Fuego, all Fuego fermentation? Fuego fermentations on Instagram. All right. He's going through the process. We're about to get him in stores. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.